Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Secondhand Sports. We appreciate you being with us today on this Friday morning or maybe lunchtime or maybe afternoon or whatever time you're tuning in. Um, we've got a great episode. Robbie Ellers joins the broadcast um, to offer some of his insight. This is basically just a, a, a preview of the LSU season. Um, we get you know kind of deep into some personnel. We start off definitely on track, um, kind of going through the schedule and the matchups, but we get off track a few times <laughs> for sure. But it's still a great, you know, we, we keep it within like LSU and the Saints for most, the vast majority of it. So um, we we had a great time with him um, talking about the Bayou Bengals. And um, the only thing Matthew had me note uh, was we forgot to mention that Stingley is dealing with an injury and might miss next week next week for um some preseason probably scrimmages um so he just wanted to mention that we forgot to mention it during the thing um a big kind of theme of our whole philosophy here and talking about LSU is definitely like how do you write the ship um going from a national championship team to one of you know, not a great season. One of the worst seasons um, in LSU, you know, recent history at least, because we set such a high standard, you know. Um, and definitely, even though this is a biased opinion because this is a primarily LSU podcast, LSU has to be the most interesting team in football right now. I've, you know, been listening to a lot of preseason podcasts and, and reading some articles from the football scoop and it's just like what LSU is such a wild card. We could go, you know, undefeated or we could lose a ton of games. And we definitely dive into that um, during the discussion with him. It's, it's get definitely going to be interesting. I know I say that word interesting a lot, but I think LSU is absolutely one of the most interesting teams in football right now because of the volatility um, <laughs> that the team has uh, shown here in the last three years. So, um, yeah, other than that, we appreciate each and every single one of you guys. Um, we had a great time talking with Robbie, and I think uh, you guys will enjoy the discussion. So we'll throw it over to there, and we surely hope you enjoy. All righty. We'll start off with a quick introduction the man that needs no introduction the man the myth the friend of the show the recurring guest our lsu expert right robbie our LSU? that's what they say yeah yeah that's what they say <laughs> robbie ellers thanks for are. thanks for joining us for our preseason college football um preview i guess even though we're still like three weeks away but college football preview i wouldn't rather uh, be anywhere else yeah Talking about nothing on. else right here. LSU Tigers. Cool dog. Hell yeah. So um, so we'll start off with a little bit of college football, and then we'll move on to a little – there's not a whole lot going in the NFL, but college football is what we're talking about today. So the Tigers. Boy, do we have a wild card in our beloved SEC team this season. Um, we've talked about it before um, – on a previous episode how this season can go 
either <laughs> wonderfully we could go you know 10 and 1 and win it all and go to the national championship or we can lose to Missouri again so you know we hope not yeah yeah <laughs> so what do, what do you think let's start off with that and see where it goes what do you think Robbie what what are we looking at here for the tigers uh just just off the baseline i think that you know we should expect Obviously, a lot better than 500, which is what we were last year. Right. That's the standard. That's right. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, we can't sit here and act like we're going to beat Alabama. Um, right. Right. That's something you're going to have to, like, kind of make a prediction for 30 minutes before the game. Yeah. And it's probably, yeah. you know, going to be wrong because you're going to pick the Tigers because we all we love the Tigers. I don't know. I think that um, – we're going to surprise some folks. I like uh, I like our chances this year, but I'm cautiously, very cautiously optimistic. Yeah, yeah, same here for me. Um, like you know, of course, last year LSU went five and five, and you know, a lot of people were thinking, okay, well, we're going to downgrade. But the like you, we were talking about earlier, you said like we have 17 starters coming back. Yeah, that's just that's experience right there, and uh, you love to see that. That's what you need. That's what you need. That's how you you know. That's what makes our chances even greater, I guess. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely comforting to have that many guys coming back. You know, the only downside of that is I, I remember as a young as a young Tiger fan uh, telling my dad one day um, in the early two thousands of baseball, like, Dad, we got the entire LSU baseball team coming back, and he's like, Yeah, well, they they did terrible last year, right? So it's <laughs> yeah. like you know, you look yeah. at our offensive line, and uh, you're like, yeah, the entire offensive line's coming back besides the left tackle. And um, like that's good, right? It's like, yeah, they were terrible last right. year. Right, that's why they, so, none of them could make it to the league. So. Exactly. Yeah. So th- you do experience a little bit of hesitation when you go like, oh, are these guys good or what? Yeah. But I I love experience of college football because the college game is so it's you have to it's 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 all about what you know in college. Yeah. The NFL is speed and experience, which like you know I don't know. College football experience is great. Yeah. Yeah, one thing, too, also just I just thought about it. It's like the reason we have so many seniors coming back, too, is because the year before that, all the juniors and seniors left because the team was so good that they all went to the NFL. Right. And they were all, you know, older guys, seniors, experienced. So now that – you know, it, it's it's kind of like a cycle, I guess. Like those guys, they were they you know they were bad, but I mean, if the seniors in 2019 did well, then the seniors this this year can do well too. You know, obviously we don't have Joe Burrow, which is you know if we want to get into that yeah, right oh, now, we can. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the quarterback situation. Well, yeah, um, I, I think my favorite LSU story of all time is is Patrick Queen, and you know he filled he notoriously filled in for Devin White when he got suspended for the first half of the Alabama game. Yeah, free Devin White, free Devin White. Yeah. I was in there, I was yelling it. Yeah, and uh, you know he ended up not being the starter ahead of the season the year we won the national championship. And I remember the story came out. Uh, somebody reported it. I don't know if Dellin I don't think Dellinger was still in the beat, but somebody reported it and was like. You know, Patrick Queen went into the office of Coach O, and Coach O was fully expecting him to say, like, hey, because he had the talent, and he was fully expecting Patrick Queen to say, hey, like, look, I'm leaving. And Patrick Queen looked Coach O in the eye and was like, hey, look, what do I have to do to be the starting linebacker? Right. And so I always loved that from Patrick Queen. And so I think it's possible. Like, you know, you can get these guys who are late bloomers in college. Like, you you don't get a guy who's a late bloomer in the NFL. It doesn't work. Right. College – 
So there is a little bit of optimism, but um, it's cautious for me, for sure. Yeah. Um, in terms of our, our roster, I mean, the only thing I'm sure of is Derek Stingley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. So just to preface, Matthew and I are passing the microphone back and forth. So go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say, make a little side comment. Yeah, number seven, number seven, David Derek Stingley, playmaker, playmaker for sure, <laughs> best cornerback, top five draft pick. Maybe that's another debate, but yeah. I mean, this will obviously even if. We don't do well. I think Stingley's going to be at least top ten. I would think. If you know, the thing too, the reason why it's such a wild card is because of all the coaching changes too. We don't have Bo Pelini. Right. It's uh, you know Emsminger is moving more to an office role than coordinator. So um, it'll be interesting for sure there. Um, So going back to the quarterback situation. So what do you think? Obviously, Miles Brennan gets hurt uh, goofing around on a boat. Goofing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Being a good old boy. So, I'll, I'll explain. Like, I'm Team Miles because I I wish – I just feel bad for him. Like, yeah. he's waited all of this time. He's, you know, obviously a kid, so things are going to happen during the offseason. But uh, he just, you know, waited on the sidelines and helped out for so long. He gets injured last year and can't complete the season, so it's tough. But I think Max Johnson is going to be just fine too. So yeah, and I think that last point you made is is kind of why I'm not super worried about our offense. Um, in the last two games, which last year was so weird, I don't know whether to judge what Max Johnson did last year or not. Um, I love yeah. his poise because I think they were preparing. They definitely planned for Miles to play all season. So Max Johnson, as a true freshman just being thrown into that yeah I mean, that definitely poised for sure yeah, yeah. no yeah. And, and you can attribute that to his dad winning a super bowl and kind of like grooming him to be yeah. this kind of athlete making cool tiktoks too so. uh, big bad brad here yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh no i i was at i mean i've been like casual conversations like you know robbie what do you think like just not cat not you know like robbie you're this lsu guy but, like i really just think to myself that miles and I hate to disagree with you, Zach, but I think <laughs> that Miles was not the guy. Um, it, it still, to me, sucks that – because I think there's still a QB controversy. Because when Miles does come back, what do you do? Right. Yeah. And I think that it's going to be a problem. And it's that's that might be a little bit of, a, of, a, of an issue because Max might have to over, you know, overdo it to yeah, be able yeah. to say, like, hey, like, when Miles comes back, it's, no, it's a no-brainer. Basically, I'm the quarterback. Yeah, basically cement his status as a starting quarterback. Max Johnson has to do that, but it, it's 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 eerily similar to the Jarrett Lee Jordan Jefferson 2011, oh. except obviously Miles didn't get suspended. Exactly, uh, exactly. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I I, I was team Max. Uh, I think Max has the it factor that I really like. Uh, right. I point to the Missouri game where Miles could not punch it in on four tries, and that's just it's one series. It's it's one game. Yeah, over, um, over ten on the third down too. It, it was not good. He, he, it was almost like if the defense was like, okay, like you know, he's got all these numbers, Miles, you can do all this, but we know in high leverage situations you're not really going to do anything, and yeah, that's kind of was a theme for Miles. Yeah, Max, I think of that play against Florida, where he kind of it's a it's a little bit of a bootleg, and Keishawn Boutte rolls through the middle of the zone and he throws a touchdown he just floats a touchdown with so much touch right and I'm like this is how you win ball games right you attack the red zone and you score at will 
Yeah. And I, I never got that feeling. For, I don't think that Miles can score at will. Right. And I'm not saying Max can, but I feel better about Max scoring at will than Miles. He looked panicked, especially if you yes. go back to the very first game. And uh, we were talking about this before we recorded, but it's like, he. yes, you can. So there's a couple things here. The reason I think that people want to give Miles a chance for sure is because he was throwing for like 400 yards every game. Right. But if you can't win and still throw 400 yards, that's to it's me empty it's numbers. like right, exactly. And they had Terrace Marshall, which you know we, we this wide receiver core I and think Gilbert. S- still needs to right. When Gilbert was this, apparently locked, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what's we could yeah. that's Gilbert could yeah. be a different, a different thing. So. It's like this wide receiver core is definitely going to have to prove itself. Another thing that people point to, or just what I was thinking about, is how the offensive line probably had a little bit to do with how hesitant Miles was because it was like as soon as the ball was snapped, people were in his lap. The offensive line last year was terrible. Right, right. But thinking about that Mississippi State game, Mississippi State seemed like Alabama after coming and beating the reigning national champions in Death Valley, just, you know, kicking our teeth in. Was it on CBS? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's national TV. Right. I mean, like, that's that's embarrassing. And they were terrible the rest of the season. So what did that, you know, it's like these bad teams are piecing us up, you know, and Miles still can't get it done. It's it's just tough because, you know, I always say we're talking about kids here. It's tough. But – Especially with Max, last year with Max, like I mean, as you said, coming from you know Brad Johnson's background, kin to him, he showed incredible poise, and I yeah. don't doubt that he can get it done. You know, so you also have to look at the other games when you know at, when he got pulled, when TJ Finley got pulled, you put Max Johnson in, and he you know, just like you said, he was poised, like he had like a, didn't skip a beat, didn't skip a beat. I had like two touchdowns in those games, and like you're thinking, well, how come we didn't go with Max John, how come we went with TJ Finley instead of Max Johnson? Last year's coach, every coaching decision made last year was a big scratch on the head. Yeah, I got yeah. nothing for all ten of those games. I, and I'm, I mean, no one made, no one had answers. All Coach O said was, "Look, you know, last year I made a mistake. Yeah, I, did, I didn't. Oh, I didn't told me. I didn't. I didn't interview my defensive coordinator. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you know? yeah. That that definitely worries me. I can't remember who I was talking. To about that, but he just makes like random hires like that. We may have been talking about that. He usually when he, his hiring process is, is basically calling somebody or texting somebody and saying, "Hey, you want me to let you talk?" Hell yeah! That, that, and that, tweeting go talkers. Yeah, that, that's how he. That's how he got like I think Matt Canada and um I, th- I guess Joe, Joe Brady too. But Joe Brady uh, worked out. Yeah, I mean I don't that Joe Brady. I mean, geez, what a what a what a connection. What a, yeah yeah yeah. So it's like. Yes, he orchestrated one of the greatest football teams of all time, but how much of that was him just like rolling the dice on these coaches just like he did in 2020? And it was a COVID year, so there's a lot of, you know, ton of variables. I think, and I don't want to take anything away from Coach O because I think that I love his story and I love love what he's about. Yeah. Um, Obviously, maybe, you know, he's had his off-the-field shit, um, but, um, you know, I I think that he's – He's he deserves everything going, coming his way. Yeah, yeah. But sure. I think that we discredited Dave Aranda way too much in 2019. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, yeah, that defense was super nasty, and uh, it was always like, well, they're not they're not stopping anybody. It's like, bro, bro, 
We got Pat Queen. We got Killavon Chesson. We got Stingley as a freshman who's dominating. Christian, yeah. like Christian Fulton and like Rashawn Lawrence. Delpit. Tyler Fulton. Shelvin. Like, like I, I, I don't have the numbers now, but the the starter, the sh- the number of starters, NFL that were on that national championship team. I mean, it's like oh my God. Half, half the starting defense. They're starting on the NFL rosters right now. And Jacob Phillips, uh, he's the first one to come to mind. He's yeah. the second string for for Cincinnati, uh, Cleveland. Yeah. And yeah, he yeah, might yeah. be fighting for a starting role. Well, yeah, and, and when Stingley gets there, he's going to be a starter. Like, oh, it's for sure, crazy. For sure, yeah. Like, that defense was fine. Everyone was, like, freaking out. It's like, because they want to talk about Joe Brady and Joe Burrow, which was obviously unnecessary. Yeah, but. Dis- disregard the defense, basically. There was a there, stay, staying on defense. There was actually a comment in 2020 when we when LSU hired Bo Pelini. You know, didn't even talk to him. They just brought him in. Uh, one comment that Ogeron said really stuck to me, and just I I disagreed with 100. percent How he said, uh, you know, I think our 2020 defense is gonna be better than 2019 and stuff. Yeah, yeah, Bo Pelini is better. I, he was he was sipping a little too much of that Kool Aid yeah, yeah. last year, and, and and it sounds like he humbled himself. Like I, I watched a little bit of the media days. I'm sure y'all did too. Yeah, and I liked what I heard, but I I adopted this mentality with LSU about seven years ago because because of each year's Alabama game, right. where I would talk to my dad. I would talk to all my friends, and me and my dad would talk about five minutes. Me and him, we would talk before kickoff, like. Dad, what do we think? How are we doing? He he's 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 doom and gloom. We're losing. We're losing. I'm like, he, no, Dad, we're gonna win. Me, I was like, I finally adopted this mentality. I will not choose us to beat Alabama until we actually do it. Exactly, and that's kind of exactly. how I've been with Coach yeah. O. It's like I need to see things. I, like, yeah. I love hearing it. I get fired up, but like I need to see it. Yes, yeah, see it. Yes, and it. Um, I believe it. so I mean, I I'd like to see him back 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 himself up this year. I think he can. But oh, for sure. I, I think last uh, year sucked. I mean, I'm timid. Yeah, yeah last year. Um, I just, I think just with the um, the, the new coaching hires that they have made. I mean, even though their connect their connections from Aranda and connections from Brady, right. I still think you know they some of those guys have a lot to prove. You know, Jake Pete's the offensive coordinator. Right. He's you know been he's been with Nick coach with Nick Saban. He's been in the NFL for a while, and you know he's finally getting his first head coaching job with seven kids too. Yeah. That's another yeah. thing. <laughs> But, um, Look, I'm not worried about the offense like one offense, yeah, no, bit. Not I really all. am not. What I am worried about is – and I, I I think that I'm kind of going against the grain here, not intentionally, just kind of I'm, – I'm thinking about it like just logically. I don't love that Durante Jones has never had a D.C. job. Yeah. This is the SEC. And, and not only is the SEC big, they've always been big. Right. Now the SEC has an offense. It's an offensive so, league now. I don't love that Durante Jones has never been a DC. That was, worries the crap out of me. Right. I was just about to say the defense overall in the SEC was absolutely atrocious last year, and I just thought about how Alabama sixty three forty eight against Ole Miss last year. Like yeah. across the board. I remember that game. Najee went off that game. I love yeah. Najee. Yeah. <laughs> uh just across the board. The defense just was not good, and you can I attribute that to COVID. I mean, you know, offense you sure. have like a philosophy about offense. Defense you have to be reacting to the offense, and we definitely were playing a much more reactive game last year on defense. Something so, we're playing, we were playing a different game than everybody else last yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> on defense. So, so yeah, I mean, I think the off season we will benefit from that for sure. Yeah, and, and you could. I, I've. I don't know if you guys have read it, but like Eli Ricks today. Well, Eli Ricks said that he thinks this defense is going to be the best defense in the nation. Wow. And honestly, 
I think that's wild, but honestly, he makes a a semi legitimate point because I love our linebacking core. Oh, I yeah. absolutely yeah. love our defensive line. Oh, and I like the coach. Eli man. Ricks and Stingley. Yeah. I mean, that's that's I haven't seen a corner combo like that ever in college football. I really don't think I've ever seen a corner combo like that. So he makes a point there, but I just don't know. I gotta see it. Yeah, yeah. I gotta see it. I mean, I th- I think you know, despite the experience Durante Jones has, just the roster, the guys we have coming back, the D line stacked, linebackers are stacked, corners are extremely good. You also forget forget about a Dwight McGlothern. I love McGlothern. He and then, played uh, his ass off against Florida. Last oh, he year. was a beast. And then you were, and then you get to think about um, uh, Jay Ward going from corner to safety, and then Todd Harris has been you know been there for six seven years. He picked off Tua. People forget he did. He, he did. He did. One thing, just to go off what you said, we need to see. It's going to be tough this year because our first four games, we really, I don't think we're going to see who we are <laughs> until Auburn, which is week five. So we'll go UCLA, who was like three and four last year. Yeah, they went three. UCLA has like a tight end returning, like a pretty good tight end. I mean, I don't know. They're- no, UCLA, they, they do. But just to, just to break the bad news here, yeah. That so that spread is four and a half, LSU. Right. And it's in UCLA's backyard. They return all their big men on offense mm-hmm. and all of their big men on defense and their quarterback. Oh, so – I'm predicting, like, I, th- I think my bold prediction, and I hate that it's LSU because it's going to be like, oh, you're a homer or whatever. I think my bold prediction for opening weekend is going to be no one is going to see the barn burner coming out of the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I think that LSU fans are going to be freaking out yeah. <laughs> with two minutes left on fourth quarter, and right. UCLA fans are going, oh, let's go. Right, exactly. You know, this is no, SEC. Like, it's, yeah. it's going to be like I am already preparing myself for how much of a, like, just absolute barn burner that game's going to be. Right. I don't think it's going to be. I, I don't think it's going to be an easy game at all. Yeah. But I love what you said, Zach, because I think that we're not going to know about this team until Auburn. So, so just just to go, just for people that haven't looked at the schedule yet, we have on September 11th, the 20 year anniversary. I've been I've go been pokes. saying it. 9 9-11, 9-11 2.0, uh, LSU <laughs> takes on McNeese <laughs> in Death Valley, and then Central Michigan is coming to town. Row the boat. We, we go to Mississippi State. Mississippi State, freaking who knows? After last year, they. Could I think be we're bad, gonna be motivated. Uh, I know. Ah, we'll it, be fine. It's gonna be you know after a, an off season with Mike Leach, they might be better than they were for the latter half of the season last year, and then week five we have Auburn. And then we play Kentucky, and that's when kind of the the real competition starts. So that Kentucky like defense said, has been notoriously nasty for the last few years. So, you know that could create problems. But I, I really don't care about Kentucky. I hate saying that because all I really am worried about is the benchmark, and it's Auburn. Yeah, that will be when we find, and like that's excluding the Alabama game because I'm we're gonna lose Alabama. Yeah, no, 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 no question. <laughs> but like. We're 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 not gonna find out who this LSU team is until Auburn. Yeah, and that's with me saying, and I, and I I hope that everyone listens because I really like I don't want to see anybody surprised that UCLA takes that game to like the last five minutes. Yeah, that's it's gonna be a tough game. Well, an- another thing you have to think about is um to, in 2017 when Texas A&M went and played UCLA. Yeah, I think they're 
they were up 38-7, and then UCLA Josh came Rosen. back. Yeah, yeah, Josh Rosen, yeah, Jim Moore, yeah. yeah. Came that back was, and won that game. Yeah, that's that. That's something that I'm thinking about going to that game. Like, we may be up, but, like, we can't, we can't let them come no, back. I love – I mean, the game is about big men. And For sure. They got all their big men coming back, and they got their quarterback coming back, and they got Chip Kelly. Like, Chip, Chip Kelly offense, has yeah. been cold. He's, you know, he's been cold the last five, seven years. But, like, you know what? He – He's done more for this game at both levels, NFL and college, yeah. than like almost any other coach can say they have in terms of offense. For sure. I well, mean, he's yeah. got that pedigree. So, and, I, and I think pedigree is very important when it comes to football. And so I, I, that's, I, I am very nervous about UCLA. Yeah. I really am. And I love Max Johnson, and I think we can put up points, but can we stop him? Durante Jones, that's the Durante, question mark. That's, that's, that's going to be a big test for Durante Jones with his defense if they – if. Defense fails, we know what we got. If yeah. defense has, if defense does great, then hey, you know, get on the Durante train. Yeah, hey, I'll, I'll ride. But uh, but but talking talk about uh, Auburn, so Auburn has a brand new head coach and Brian Harson. It's his you know first time ever in the SEC. He's the, the funny thing is actually when Gus Malzahn left Arkansas State to go to Auburn, Brian Harson took his job. And now Gus is gone. Brian Harrison takes his job. I didn't job. know that. Yeah, Fun yeah. facts. I like yeah. that. But um, yeah, uh, Auburn. I, I I am worried. I am worried about Auburn. I, I am worried. It's you know it to after me, what happened last the year. The Auburn game. game alone, it's yeah. always well. The thing with the two things with Auburn. The game is always weird. There's always something wild that goes yeah. on that you can't predict. And then second, I did a little analysis a few years ago. Like the home team, it it's it's almost exclusively a home team's game. Right. And that also throws a wrench in the plans because, like, teams could be – LSU and Auburn are notorious. I mean, like, both teams have played national championships. Yeah. Had multiple winning quarterbacks you know, and stuff. In the last 20 years. Yeah. And so, it's crazy to think about, like, it's just the home team just finds a way to win that game. Yeah. Yeah, and, Auburn, and this is just a random fact I'm just throwing it out there, but Auburn has not beat LSU in Tiger Stadium since 1999. So I mean that's something you can lean on, but yeah. it's never something that right. you should be sure of for sure. Right, right. And just thinking about it now, if they have a new head coach, I think we would and a new quarterback. Yeah. No, oh, Bo Nix. Yeah. Bo Bo's not. Well, hopefully, we see T.J. Finley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's going to be on a Bo tough Nicks. one for Auburn if we have momentum. Now, if we lose to Central Michigan and Mississippi State, then Auburn's going to come and kick our ass. Yeah, we don't we'll have see. as I don't think we have as easy as a early schedule as people think we have. Because uh, after last year's fiasco on CBS against Mississippi State, Oof. I'm ready for anything. Like, yeah, and I that was already me going like UCLA's going to be tough. We're in their domain. We're in the Rose Bowl. Like that's going to be that's going to be a bit, that's going to be an issue. And then you got you got Magnese, which go pokes, but we know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Football felt, Mississippi know. State, Central Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their best chance was with Jace Peterson, who's an MLB superstar. <laughs> now, one thing I will say about that game, I keep joking. This past like three weeks, I've been saying it's nine eleven two point oh. Yeah, I'll I'm going to that game. I mean, when else? Just the storyline of this game, Coach O versus his son, his son the, the quarterback, quarterback who like. Yeah, I hope we don't have any friends of the friends of the Magnese program, but I I, I don't know that their offense is going to thrive with Cody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Co- yeah, right. That's you know, but and go still, Frank Wilson. I hope Frank Wilson is there for a while. He's, he is I think cool. he's I think he's a really good head coach. 
Yeah. And he's going to do yeah. great things for Magnesiv unless someone poaches him, which I could see happening. Yeah. Yeah, that that's an interesting thing for sure. Um, did you have something? I was I was going to just keep going down the, the schedule. If we want to talk about the later half, it's going to be a gauntlet. I mean, just Always. every SEC. Yeah, I mean, every it's SEC uh, the lane train. schedule. Yeah, I don't think A and M is. As, I don't think A and M is going to be as good. So, I, I did a little bit of thinking about it last night. A um, and M replaces their quarterback. Alabama requ- replaces their quarterback. Mississippi State kind of replaces their quarterback. <laughs> for, for Alabama, it's like yeah. I was thinking about this when they won the national championship. I was like, man, they're losing a lot of players. But who the hell was Mac Jones two years ago? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Nick Saban just freaking Saban finds just, a way to get it done somehow. Well, so. I think that. Obviously, I always thought that Saban was the goat, but I complacency is, is is human nature. But to see Saban go into that Georgia national championship game and have the Kahuna's to replace Jalen Hurts with, with a true two. freshman, yeah, and then have it pay off like that—that's yeah. that's to me. You can take everything that Saban has done before that, after that, that moment to me. That's I'll always like fifty years from the fifty years down the road. I'll see that is the moment that I like knew for a fact, tattooed, permanent right. ink. He is the goat. Yeah. And, 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 How do you yeah. do? Hurts did nothing wrong. Yeah, let them. They could have beat Georgia with Hurts. I guarantee they could have beat uh, Georgia with Hurts. Yeah. yeah, they um. That, that's that's that was that was kind of when I realized, you know, that after that touchdown pass, I said, Nick Saban just pulled one of the greatest. Moves in college football history. I've never seen anything like it, honestly. And I, I think that that's when I that's when I you know I always I, I hated saving because of the fan of me was always just like oh you know, yeah like, like no, oh, it's oh, tough. he's a traitor all oh, he's just took it for the money and stuff. But after that after that I just said you know I have a lot of respect for what he's doing in Alabama. No, he never quits, man. The fa- it, it's like, awesome. You, you, it sucks, but it's awesome. Yeah, it sucks for it sucks for us. And As a football fan, I love it. As an LSU fan, I uh, can't stand yeah. it. So we'll, we'll have to wait till two, we'll have to wait to uh, twenty twenty eight to see. Uh, I guess I mean he's never gonna yeah. leave, right? Yeah, he'll probably eighty five, maybe ninety. He'll still he'll still be coaching. All we can do is hope that that players start treating him like the Miami players did. Yeah, <laughs> start resenting him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, we move ahead to the second half of the season after the benchmark, uh, like we talked about Auburn. Right. We have Kentucky, and then Florida, which will be. Tough. We can. So let me I'm just. I'm not scared of Emory I'll, Jones. I'll, <laughs> I'll list. I'll list the schedule, and then we can we can go through. So we have Florida, then Ole Miss, October 23rd, and then the birth of Zachary Phillips Schwartzenberg Jr. Somewhere between Ole Miss and Alabama during that bye during week. During the bye so, week, just yeah. a champion, right? Um, and then we have Arkansas, ULM for some reason. It's <laughs> thrown in there. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Texas A and M. So. Hey, with ULM, you got Rich Rodriguez coming in. Yeah. Coming in. R.I.P. Bowden, by the way. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. Bowden. Yeah. I, I, so I've I've been semi following Pat McAfee since like 2019, I guess. Yeah. And Rich Rodriguez coaching for ULM out of yeah. nowhere. Out of nowhere. To to link to connect the dots here. Rich Rodriguez was McAfee's head coach West when Virginia. he was playing at West Virginia. Yeah. So. Um, Rich Rod, that's which, when Rich Rod was like the king. Which also he, spur- he spurned the Alabama job. So and uh, Bobby Bowden coached for West Virginia at one point two, didn't? And now he's coaching 
Terry. under Terry at ULM. It's just the it's, coaching trees are insane, man. Oh, it's 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 it's. I don't want to say it's a cult, but it's it's definitely a fraternity. Well, he also coached for Tommy at Tulane and Clemson. Yeah, no, Tulane went undefeated. Shot Warren Arsenal. <laughs> Tulane go roll away of Warren. Warren Warren's still living like it's 1998. <laughs> Who they have a big game week one too, don't they? Oh, uh, Fritz is a good coach. I think that. I think the waiver, the waiver, doing well, and they got that. I love their stadium. Yeah, my yeah. sister when she was at Tulane, she lived like you could see the stadium from her backyard. So and she it's a went great to like facility. she went to one football, and game they knew their football. role. Like they didn't make it very big, right? Yeah, which is great because I th- I think that like I think Magnesia Stadium is a little too big. Their schedule, it's it, yeah. it, if you have to play your strengths, like because for me, I imagine playing it. it when you're on the field, you don't think about there's a hundred thousand seats. You just think about how many bodies are there. Yeah, and and then you th- you start thinking about how many empty seats there are. Right. So there could be you know a thousand people there, and you're like, this is a packed house. Saying to yourself, this is a packed house, that makes a big difference. Yeah. Just uh, briefly looking at Tulane's schedule, they they play Oklahoma week one. They play yeah. Ole Miss, East Carolina, Houston. It's nuts. Cincinnati. <laughs> UCF. Sorry, Warren. And uh, there's not a whole lot of other – Memphis at one point, but, yeah, SMU. So, I mean, whew, that's a schedule right there. But, anyway. Um, uh, just to, just to yeah. confirm, I, this is a dumb question. That that Oklahoma game is in Norman, right? Uh, oh, yes. No, it's a, no, yeah, it's at Tulane. Yeah, it's uh, okay, Tulane. I saw Scott Kushner, the Pelicans beat writer. He said something about Oklahoma coming to New Orleans this year, and I didn't believe it. Yeah. I, so, that's, yeah. that's kind of awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> That's weird that, yeah, you would think Oklahoma would travel way too many people. So Yeah. Interesting. That'll be more packed than before they F- put I the Super football. Bowl there or I whatever. <laughs> um, so, like we said, LSU second gauntlet, half. second half of the Eesh, season here. Sheesh. Arkansas was pretty good. I mean, they were, they were pretty solid. Uh, they're, they're moving in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. They might take a few years. Uh, same with Mississippi State, but I like the direct. Well, I say as an objective football fan, I like the direction they're going. As an LSU fan, I hate it. Yeah, because they're in the West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like it's like it's, there's like a parallel between like Sam Pittman and Ed Ogeron. You know, both coaches were line coaches, right. for many many years. Big and then, nasties. And then you know, out of nowhere, Pittman gets the Arkansas job, and like you know. Pittman's a hell of a recruiter. You know, at Georgia, he recruited really, really good. And I was thinking, going going to Arkansas, like, you know, this is um, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't know if they're gonna get any of our guys to come to Arkansas, but I think um, I mean, I think it's a great job that they hired Pittman. But yeah, like you said, as an LSU fan, ugh, it's the SEC West is 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 it's tough. I mean, we got the Lane Train, we got Saban, obviously, we got Pittman over there in Arkansas doing good things. We got uh. A&M. A&M, I was just about Jimbo. to say the I mean, new. I think the, our new, obviously, our rivalry has always been with Bama, but now they're right. just a big bully. And A and M to me is much more of a rival than them at this point. After may the, may the I suggest overtimes. that Florida might be a, a bigger rival? That than is A&M? true. You're right. Especially I, after the shoe game, I didn't even think about that. So, yeah. <laughs> so Florida, Florida to me, especially what was it, 2016. When there was the rescheduling uh, yeah. conflict, oh yeah, and it was a lot of pettiness, and there was some close games, and there's there, Florida is always nasty, like they 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 beat us the year we won the national championship in 2003. I, I want to say, they did. They did. 
and um, it's there's always been like we play them every year. We shouldn't like it's it's unnatural. They're in the yeah. east. We're in the west. Right. And I I think that's a be- like if we could brand that. Well, they can't because they they brand Florida State as their rival. But like to me, <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. I I think that that's to me is is LSU's rival is Florida because yeah. Alabama. They, they they beat the brakes off of us every year. Right. That can't be yeah. – it has to go one of two ways. Like, Florida, there's always some crazy nonsense that happens yeah. with Florida. Yeah, and especially after uh, the 2019 game. Were you at the 2019 game? I was. Yeah. That when was they did the, awesome. The clap. That was the that best – awesome. I think that was the best game that we I've ever been to at, in Tiger Stadium. Like, there's – there's not many other games in in recent history that have been quite like that one. No, especially like I yeah. I remember, and I just from from all every bit of that game, like from from finding out who Kyle Pitts was, just from looking like who was eighty four. Yeah, and then like as the game progresses, like Joe doing his thing, and then like Marcel Brooks having that big play in the oh, in, on the red zone wish we goal were. line really. Yeah, and then Kayla Kayla Chesson putting on a clinic for all the DNs out there. Staying home, making the play on the quarterback. I, I think that that red zone series from Dave Aranda and and the players obviously was just that game was just awesome. And then and the clap, I, the, the I can't, clap, I can't the clap. get enough of the clap. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, yeah, that was like I think the best. Like I've been, I've been to I've been to a lot of illustrated games, and I think that stand. Like I thought I thought Georgia 2018. Was the best, but there was a problem. Ooh, the Georgia game was awesome. Georgia game when Joe, was when awesome. Joe when Joe busted that runoff. Yeah, busted I was that run losing my mind. Yeah, yeah. But um, the only problem is that game wasn't at night. No, this it was game hot was a, too. It was, it was hot. hot. But this was a prime time game. Um, you know, yeah, Fowler and uh and Herbie. Fowler, and, Fowler and Herbie. Yeah, yeah. Love it. I hate, well, I hate missing. I hate missing when they call the games. But I like the the like security of like I'm in a game that Herb's calling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fowler's here. I'm here too. I'm doing the I'm doing the right thing. A uh, another moment from that game. Uh, it was when uh it got the play got called back, but when Christian Fulton had that interception on the goal line, yeah. and took it back. Yeah. I've never heard Tiger Stadium as loud. I'm getting like chills just thinking about it. Dude, I've never heard Tiger Stadium. There's that nothing loud. like Tiger Stadium like off of a turnover or off of like a a big play. Yeah, mainly a turnover though. Like. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be Georgia Southern. Like a turnover in Tiger Stadium, it's nuts, dude. It's, it's the every the. I love it's, football. It's a hundred and twenty thousand people holding their breath as, hundred and two thousand people holding their breath as Joe releases it seventy yards down the field, and it's like, are they going to catch that? And then boom, he catches it in the end zone, and it's everybody goes ballistic. It's that ballistic. that breath hold. That just like ugh, even though away fans are like no don't catch it and then they catch it in the it's end the zone. purest form it's the purest form of joy yeah yeah it is unlike yeah. anything other so yeah but yeah to go back <laughs> if we go back to, to the schedule to, to get through the schedule uh, the, the regular season yeah uh, Florida just thinking about it they don't have Kyle Pitts or their or Kyle Trask yeah, or Kyle Trask exactly so Who it's was like that what is back last year what is this Florida team going to look like that's going to be interesting for sure i think it was it Pirine Pirine he might have been there i mean that dude yeah. was was there forever i forgot i um uh, i'm sitting there I, I i always like to judge teams based off of the returning starters especially the quarterback position it's so important uh, especially now, Emory Jones. I think I, I told you, Zach. I'm not scared of Emory Jones at all. Um, they only returned nine starters. Uh, 
Yeah. They returned five on offense and four on defense. And I love Dan Mullen. I really love Dan Mullen. But he's got his work cut out for him. <sighs> and Florida's – like, I'll never underestimate Florida ever. It just – it's something you shouldn't do as an LSU fan or an SEC fan. Right. But I don't love Emory Jones's game. Uh, I think he's a phenomenal athlete. But I just don't think that he's got the potential to lead an offense to 10 wins. And it's it, – I mean, like, if Florida's going to win 10, 10 games, they're going to beat LSU. Right. If not, they're going to win six, and they're going to be the Florida that's just going to get kind of pushed around. Now, honestly, it's coming back to me now. They used Tony a lot in the backfield. Tony, Tony, Tony was yeah, yeah, really, yeah. really Tony good. Tony was, yeah, yeah. He was kind of a gadget player <clears throat> that they lined up at running back. Yeah, he torched us. Uh, some of the some of their better plays last year in the in that in the shoe game was was from or they were from Tony. Right. Um, anytime they got anything moving, it was Tony. Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. He uh, he was I he was he's a guy that got Sean Payton written all over him. I was kind of hoping we could get him, but Eesh, um, he went to I think the Giants early. Tony, Tony and, went to the uh, Giants. Yeah, Giants. just one thing today while I was driving home from work, I was thinking about how the Saints just got Kevin White, and how I I was for some reason for like twenty seconds I was like. Certainly, they weren't talking about Devin White. I wish. Incredible. Demario, Demario so. Davis, Quan Alexander, and De- Devin, Devin White. White, man. But I, I think know, he's the best linebacker in the league. Sean Payton hates LSU players for some freaking reason. So uh, it's, we should have taken practice. It does. How do you not take Patrick Queen there? It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, who did they get? Cesar Ruiz, isn't it? Yeah, a center. But you know what? I, I was I had this conversation last week, and I said, um, you know. It was around Peyton Turner. I hate, to, I hate to go to the Saints real quick, but we were talking about it. But um, it's like it's not – everybody gets upset when a skill player isn't drafted until they're like, oh, my team can't block for my quarterback. Right. Or my team can't get to the quarterback. Yeah, and so, Drew Brees that is crumbling. <laughs> you know, you know, you, you get a few years down the road and you're like, why is the Saints offensive line so good? It's like – yeah, because all those years you spent being mad, we right. drafted we drafted linemen. They're all yeah. pro. Yeah, we got Ramchek, we got Ruiz, we got McCoy. Yeah. By the way, I saw McCoy at Blue Oak Barbecue in New Orleans a couple weekends ago. Not that big of a guy. Oh, really? But you know what? He 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 does it. Yeah. He really I mean, isn't that big of a guy. We saw Mark Ingram, and he was way way smaller than I thought. Mark Ingram, but yeah, yeah, we saw Michael Thomas as well. Yeah. He was tall though. Michael Thomas is very tall. Yeah. I'm just thinking. No doubt. I think I was taller than I think Mark Ingram. I, I think like, Mike is like 6'4". Yeah. That's like, yeah. like he's very much all of 6'4". Yeah. L- to go back the draft, and I, I know I talked about it, and I think I talked about talking to you about it on our draft episode, but it's like the Saints always aren't bad enough to draft anybody that's a big splash. Right. And we're never – because we always like – get to the second or third round of the playoffs every year. Yeah. So it's like we can't draft our only anybody sh- that was in the national championship or anything like that. Our so. only splash draft pick was Reggie. Right, if yeah. If you really go back yeah. and think about it, like yeah. for our like Saints fanhood, it's only been Reggie. Yeah. Oh, Mark Ingram too. Didn't we? we yeah. But we got Mark in the late 20s. Okay, yeah. Because we yeah. traded. We got Cam and Mark in the same draft class. Dang, wow. And That's the crazy. only other time we drafted the top 10 that like – was significant in my my opinion was Cedric Ellis, who he was a starting three tech for the for the uh the Super Bowl team, but 
you know, he, he was a USC guy. He had, he had some clout. But Reggie, to me, is the only guy that was like the Saints can get somebody with star power. Yeah. Like, other than that, you know, you, you think about Lattimore. But Lattimore was hurt. Like, we got lucky with Lattimore. Yeah. And we were trying to get after Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All righty. Just to cap it off. Should we tie the bow on the LSU? For L- yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> anything else for LSU? Um, yeah, so today is actually the 18 days until LSU kicks off. Can and it's 818. It's August 18. 818, 818, 818, 18 <laughs> days until LSU plays UCLA. I want to ask we you both. Um, so who are y'all's favorite 18s? It started with Matt Mock and traditionally lives I'm going to be – in my mind, I'm being cliche, but I think this actually might surprise people. My favorite 18 of all time is simply Matt Mock. That's a classic. Matt Mock is Matt Mock is the original, the founder. Yeah, and then passed the on to Hester. No, he is like if if you watched Shelter 2003, like that was like one of your like your heroes. And Matt Mock yeah. was like I thought he's the ultimate LSU he's, quarterback. He's the reason he is the reason I like LSU football. Yes, straight yeah, up, yeah, for sure. Him and him and Marcus Spears. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Dude, I mean, Spears, I was, yeah. I was like, I was like eight years old. I mean, that's all. I was like eighteen. Matt Mark, Marcus Spears touchdown national yeah, championship. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think, yeah, Scott Skylar Green was probably my favorite player. I love Skylar. Skylar was a beast. Though three and, team uh, made me an LSU fan. Yeah, and then my uh, my cousin uh, Justin Vincent too. Twenty five. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's what that's how I felt. South Lake Charles is finest. Yeah, Bob High School. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, Jacob Hester, obviously, up there. But um, Trey White, I think. Yeah, Tredavious. But just when he was, like, in his prime, I remember him. Yeah, I remember him just tearing it up. Obviously, you have, like, Chess on uh, Lloyd Cushenberry third. He was 18 last year. Yeah, he was, but he didn't wear it. Lyman couldn't wear 18. They couldn't wear it, like. They had to wear he he put a patch numbers. on he had the eighteen patch on yeah 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 I I just remember seeing him and thinking his name was awesome like in twenty seventeen I think or twenty eighteen yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So was, yeah that boy Kush, uh, <laughs> and, Young Kush. Uh, but yeah it's eighteen days till football season that's, I love it that's I, awesome I'm excited I'm getting like juiced up yeah yeah I'm about to be reborn um, every year anything else. For LSU, I have a couple things just for college in general, but anything else for LSU? I think that it's only fair that we predict the records. I hate predicting records. I never I never know. I mean, do you ever predict? What's your prediction, Robbie? Uh, I, all I'm going to say, and I hate I hate doing this. Yeah. Two losses. Okay. Two losses. Holy shit. What is two? Can we, we can all agree on one of them. Yeah, Alabama. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Tide. Um, this is going to be very popular. Um, the Rose Bowl is going to take LSU uh, by storm. LSU is losing week one. Ooh. And I'm not trying to do this to be cute or like you know try to make a wave. UCLA is going to be LSU. Eesh. I hate. I hate it. I hate it. I mean, it's it's definitely UCLA is definitely a red flag. It's a game that. You should be worried about not oh yeah. UCLA they haven't been relevant you know they're if in the you're listening to this no, podcast whenever you do this is your opportunity to be prepared for UCLA whether we lose or win I think it's going to be a tough game and I think we lose but yeah but yeah and prepare yourself for the unexpected exactly so that's two two losses Bama and UCLA unconventional 
So I'm not going to talk about the other the, the other loss we're going to have. We all we all clarified it. We all know. I, we're, we're all it's, in agreement. It's just, it's, just, it's just a routine every year routine. except for 2019. But um, honestly, I, I think if LSU beats UCLA, if LSU beats that's the game where it's going to decide what's going to happen for the rest of the season to me. That's just my opinion. Yeah. If we win that, if we win that game, oh, I think we're going to be you know prepared and stuff. But um, I th- I think LSU honestly could go ten and one. I th- and that's just that's just my belief. Um, it's, we got the talent. We do we, we, have the we, talent. We have the talent. We got you know. I'm worried about Durante. That's yeah. Durante is the only Durante is the only question mark. Jake Peets, DJ Mangus. I'm I'm on that train. I think you know. I don't know. What we're gonna do exactly what we did in 2019. No, no, that's, that's unfair to say yeah, that, we would. I yeah, mean, that's unfair. That that's that's all locked up in a vault. We can't we can't. But no. just to do something like it would be great. But for me, I'm, I'm gonna have to say ten and one because I just I think that we're now we're gonna have some close games. We're definitely gonna. It's not gonna. We're it's not gonna, gonna be a fight. It's yeah. gonna be a fight till the end. I just think that you know if, if LSU has the ball last, we're gonna win. Max Johnson leads down the field. Max is there. Kayshawn Butte is the best wide. Best he is. Wide receiver in the He's country. the best wide receiver in the SEC for sure. Yes, for sure. So ten and one's my that's my prediction. I like it, Matt. So mine mine is a little bit nuanced, I guess, because I had the most time to think about it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going third. Twenty twenty one UCLA beats twenty twenty LSU at home every single time, you know. So that's the thing. Are we getting 2020 LSU or are we getting 2021 LSU? I it's think that's – It makes me the most nervous. That's going to be the question. I think Ole Miss almost beat Alabama last year. I think that's going to be a very tough game, like you said, Matthew, the lane train. That one could be a loss. We're going to lose to Alabama. And if we start crumbling, let's say we lose to UCLA, we Which lose we've to Ole known Miss. to do. Arkansas is a late – somebody gets hurt. We lose to Arkansas – it depends on how we're going for 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 Texas A and M for me is was what I'm leading up to here. Texas A and M that could go either way to me at that point because if we're crumbling as a team and guys are getting hurt, if we're down to like a true freshman quarterback again, then we're gonna lose. We're gonna yeah, Garrett Nussheimer. Oh. We're gonna lose to A and M at that point. So um, it's just it's it's tough. So it's a gauntlet, I mean, like you said. Yeah. Prediction wise, I think we'll probably lose two or three games. Yeah, I, that's fair. I just it's tough. It's Ole Miss tough. almost beat Alabama last year with with Lane Kiffin, and now he has a whole off season. He's got a year to think about and he it. Finally, found his quarterback because last year they were kind of split between John Reese, yeah. uh, Plumley, and Matt Carroll, and yeah. apparently Carroll might be the SEC quarterback this year. Yeah. And some there I remember I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember there was controversy with the Alabama game. Ole Miss could have beaten them last year. Yeah, and it was close. If you beat Alabama, you're one of the best teams in the SEC. Yeah. You know, that, that was none, that so. was weird. That that was around I think Hurricane Delta, so it was it yeah. was it was tough tough to get that game. <laughs> tough to get that game going. Tough to analyze that game. Right. Yeah. Minds in the clouds a little bit. But. Yeah. So so yeah, that's that's mine. Uh, I think we'll have two or three losses, but you know, yeah. we'll see. I'm hoping it's, I, I really am hoping I'm, I'm wrong. About I'm UCLA. still I'm still gonna watch every single game. So oh, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> go Tigers. So last thing with college, something that stuck stuck out to me um, while I started reading the football scoop, as Matthew has uh, suggested to me, Zach Barnett. Has some really good stuff on there recently. Um, I saw it on on Twitter. People praising his his articles. He's like breaking down the assistant coaches for each college and like the top ten most 
important and you know crazy uh, coaching you know assistant coaches right now. He had the whole entire Michigan assistant coaching squad as his like you know WTF uh, thing here. Um, so the the thirty three year old defensive coordinator. Mike McDonald has never coordinated a defense before. <laughs> the 35-year-old offensive line coach, Sharon Moore, has never been an offensive line coach before. The safeties coach has never coached college football before. And the quarterbacks coach only has two years of experience in, that, it, in that role. Is it fair to say big yikes? Yeah. The, the only <laughs> returning coach is the special teams coordinator who – uh, shares the last name to the head coach, Jay, wow. Jay Harbaugh. Yeah, Jay Harbaugh <laughs> is helping, I guess, his dad. Is it his dad, Jim? Or is that – I think that might be the other Harbaugh. So they have so. our Durante Jones problem multiplied by 80. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just just a little note, Michigan, what in the world? How uh, Look, they're just trying to beat Ohio, man. Yeah. And <laughs> they're I've, just trying to beat I've a, heard, a team up north. I've heard the argument from a Michigan fan that who else are you going to get before, besides Jim Harbaugh? And it's like, I don't know, man. Just trying the same thing Less over moms. and over. Yes, yeah, somebody. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I was going to just throw a little side comment. Uh, Michigan, if you're a Big Ten team, like your goal is to beat Ohio State and win the Rose Bowl. No national championship, win the Rose Just Bowl. Just beat Ohio State is the first, yeah, first yeah, yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah. For, they only beat them, I think, like one time in like 20 years. Yeah, I, like I, I don't know. I, I see Portnoy all the time talking about like yeah. he yeah. only talks about beating Ohio State. Like I've never seen – and he's like, you know, he went to Michigan. Give him his flowers for that. But like yeah. he's a Michigan man, but like he never talks. He's like, yo, Michigan needs to be in the national championship. Like no, it should well, beat Ohio State. Michigan, that's <laughs> – like, I, I, I watched a documentary – and like um, they talked about like something they, they were talking about like uh, you know coaches back then like Bo Schembechler and uh, Woody Hayes like their goal was not to their goal was not to win a national championship their goal was to kick each other's ass and then uh, win the Rose Bowl yeah 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 that uh that the coaching staff from Michigan uh they had their offensive coordinator Josh Gaddis. he was actually Alabama's offensive coordinator in 2018 or co-offensive coordinator yeah I remember Gaddis. yeah so um. Well, Michigan football. I mean, I, I don't. It's got to be Harbaugh's last year. It's got. I mean, I thought, I, thought he beats was, Ohio. I said that two years ago. But if he beats Ohio State, he's gonna get get a contract extension for ten years. Yeah, he's gonna, you know, yeah, that's all yeah, they care about up there. Eight million. Yeah. I, I'll say just just because we're talking about it, I, I'll tell you. I used to listen to a lot of Colin Cowherd, and I think I hate to just bring him up, but like he's kind of gone more towards the hot take part of sports media he yes. used to have a lot he's like a very intelligent dude so he'd always have very bright takes on different things right and I remember he broke down how impactful that hire was Harbaugh going back to Michigan and I'm like he's like talking about how successful he was at Stanford and Stanford how they were nothing he goes over there he he gets Andrew Luck he beats USC more than once yeah. he goes to the NFL he goes to the Super Bowl and then he's like Michigan it's like what can't this guy do Exactly. It has yeah, been yeah. very disappointing, yeah. and so it, it's 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 as a, as a Harbaugh fan through all of that, listening to Cowherd and like kind of seeing it firsthand, it's been disappointing to see that because I just love football and yeah. I, I want to see that you know program do well and Jim Harbaugh, but 
it's 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 kind of, it leaves me scratching my head a little bit. I don't know what the problem is in Michigan. Yeah, and, they and, should be better. Yeah, and it's but it, this is I, I, this was a um, so when Michigan, you know, Michigan to me, this happened. I was watching a documentary. It was about it was it was on SEC, it was about something about the uh, SEC and about like the what ifs in college football, and they were talking about how like Rich Rodriguez had he not gone to Michigan, he would have gone to Alabama. He would have won a national championship. And the reason why is because Alabama was hungry at that time, would do anything they, they could. They would have won a championship. But Michigan, you know, the last time they were really good, I mean, 2011, they were pretty good. They had Brady Hoke and Denard Robinson with a sugar bowl. But in 2006, they went to the Rose Bowl. I think they were number two in the country. They lost to Ohio State. In, in the last game of the season, right? Yeah, last game of the season. I remember, that, was, the championship. that was an awesome game. Troy Smith, that was an absolutely yeah, yeah. fabulous game. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm, and I, I mean, I would love for Michigan to you know be up there, be successful, and be you know one of the elites in the Big Ten. But it just it has not been there. And I mean, I don't think Harbaugh is going to get. I don't think he can get the job done now. And if you can't get Har- if Harbaugh, can, he's reaching the end. I mean, yeah. I don't know what else he's got left in the tank. Yeah, I'm, which sucks. Like maybe, I said, from from multiple angles, because I love. I think Michigan being good is good for the sport. Yeah, and then I'm, I pull for Harbaugh. I just I like everything about him. I like his personality. I love yeah. his grit, his grind to the game. He's got that old school mentality. But you know, yeah, I think yeah, he just I think it's time for him to kind of phase out, which sucks. But you know, wears the the same clothes every single day. Yeah. Who's got it buy, better than us? Buys his pants from Walmart. Yeah, remember that. All right, so moving over to the NFL. Um, Jaguars released Tim Tebow. Everybody saw that one coming. I didn't see it coming this early. I mean, he right. had like not three, first round cuts. Three plays, like at least get. That I mean, clip of he him, looks terrible. It was <laughs> like, bad. Yeah, I think I, I I was kind of putting myself in Urban Meyer's shoes a little bit, and like, how can you as a head coach watch that clip and see it get shared all over social media? Yeah, and go. We got to keep this guy, right? You, ha- you can't. Yeah, that's. I didn't even think about that angle of it. it yeah, because that optics. sets the example, right? You got to keep a locker room intact. Yeah, yeah. Especially as a, as a first year guy. Yeah. They're like, I mean, I'm sure they love Tebow. I'm sure everything was fine. Yeah. But there's a bunch of guys in there hungry for a job. Yeah. And you can't watch your guy do that. You got to hit somebody. Like it's fo- it's football. Yeah. You can't. I mean, I'm- it's bad. That was bad. I mean, I'm I'm glad. I actually I was actually really interested interested in Tebow moving tight end because you you've seen you know Tebow can definitely hell run. of an athlete, hell of an athlete. But I I, I you know after that that block, just seeing that video and everything, just just and just like thinking about okay, well, like you said, Robbie, the other guys, you know, want to come in, want to play Tebow. You know, I, I'm glad they tried it out, but you know, we all obviously know it's not going to work out. You know, hopefully Tebow does good. Maybe he'll go. You know, play in the NBA or I don't know. He should, <laughs> he should just, he should, yeah, right? His next move. He's a power forward the for the New York Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> Can't uh, shoot, but he can block out. Yeah, I mean, uh, he needs to be a coach, I think. I mean, he's a great leader, obviously. I think he needs to be a, a coordinator or a, some kind of uh, assistant coach or something. But Honestly, um, I think he, his 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 best job was that SEC Network job. Yeah, yeah. He was really good at that. Yeah, I thought he great brought great analysis. I thought he brought great energy, more energy than analysis. Right. Um. Obviously, that, that's it's going to be a because like Spears isn't there anymore. Um. 
It's a lot like Romo, how you yes. take a former player that's super knowledgeable about the game and has spent so much time. And is super personable, that, too. Right, exactly. Very, uh, He can relate. What, obviously, Tim Tebow is hard to relate to because of all he's done, but people can relate to him. So, yes. In the words of Warren Arsenault, when, we, when <laughs> roll, he first... When Urban uh, took a chance on his old friend Tebow, Warren was like, it's 10 years too late for Tebow to be trying to switch to tight end position. Like, it's yeah. just too late. Tebow so, should have done a long time I, I saw another quote, either Shannon Sharp or Stephen A. Smith, somebody was like, there's a million Tim Tebows in every gym across the nation. Like, there's a difference. There's a difference between a guy that's you know looks athletic and a NFL football player you yeah. know so I mean, it's a, you got to have that dog yeah i mean if you're not playing quarterback quarterbacks are different like you know yeah. you, you have that clean pocket you have or some you know not it's not always clean but you're not going to, you're not in the trenches that yeah. takes a different mentality and you see it that i hate to judge Tebow's football career on that one clip and i'm not judging it but it's it's that's I I kind of guessed that that was gonna happen. Yeah, kind of folding. It's it's like, cr- yeah, it's crazy how fast it happened. Just just like the whole uh, Afghanistan situation, we did not expect it to happen this fast. Too soon. Too so soon. too soon. Moving on. <laughs> Speaking of studs, Pray dogs. For the uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Saints signed former first round first round wide receiver Kevin White. I think it's a great addition. I mean, we can talk about the the Saints uh, quarterback situation, but definitely, if Michael Thomas is hurt, then we need guys to step up. And have I think to have uh, there's yeah. you have to get talent in the building, um, right? Because we're short on talent. Um, For sure, yeah. And, and look, I'm I'm not a guy who's worried about Sean Payton's offense because if you really look back at our offense in 2009, and granted, we did have we did have Drew Brees and we had a number two overall pick in Reggie Bush, but Pierre Thomas. Undrafted, exactly. Marcus Colston, seventh round. Jeremy Shockey on his last leg, Jeremy Shockey, literally. Yeah, yeah. Lance Moore, undrafted. Jari Evans, yeah. I think like, it was like a fifth round pick. It's it's like I'll never ever be worried about Sean Payton when it comes to offense personnel. He's gonna get the right personnel. Yes. We if it if it's a week by week thing or if we have the same personnel for sixteen weeks, I trust Sean Payton. So, but that's why I'm kind of freaking out a little bit because we're still getting guys to come in and i'm like man we're close to the the season starting and we're bringing kevin white in <laughs> like yeah you know, it's it's yeah. like this is not good i still trust sean payton but man i'm not feeling really easy right now yeah yeah kevin white uh you know we don't know who the quarterback is yeah like, yeah kevin white uh drafted in 2015 out of west virginia by the bears and um, you know, he didn't play at all in 2019. So his, the last regular season game he played was in uh, 2018, and he caught a uh, he was targeted three times. And love he, to hear that. So uh, not a hopefully Traquan can stay healthy. That's I, all I, I got. <laughs> I think that you know this will probably just be a week thing. You know, sign him for a week, let him play the preseason yeah. game, and he'll probably end up getting cut. And then get another receiver. I mean, I hope he does great. But um, it's going to be you know, the, the baseball term would be Johnny Holstaff. That's what Johnny our Holstaff. that's what our, that's what our receiver core is going to be until Mike gets back. Because when Quez can sit down to that number two role, right? Uh, our tight end situation, Troutman's going to be really big. I think receiving wise, yeah. Uh, Jawan Johnson, I think is going to have a good year. But it's it's going to be a very different Saints team. Still trust Sean Payton. I've said it 
at least ten times now. Yeah. Uh, but it's gonna be different. It's gonna be weird. Don't don't forget about uh, Chris Hogan, lacrosse guy. He hadn't been cut yet. <laughs> They're like two Super Bowl rings. That's just like you said, Matthew. It's like you don't want him to get cut, but just like watching Hard Knocks, you see these guys during preseason and they end up getting cut. Like even though you're you're rooting for them, it's just it's a uh, just a weird position to be in. So while we're talking about the Saints, briefly we can we'll delve into this. This is a primarily LSU episode, but we'll delve into the quarterback situation for the Saints. What do you, what are we doing, man? Are we, are we team Jameis? Are we team? I'm team Jameis I'm, because Taysom Hill likes to fumble the football uh, 17 times out of 16 games. Yeah. So. No, I, I think that um, I'm going to try to stay brief with it. I think that I think that people who aren't who people who are more on the casual side of being a Saints fan um, expect or root for Taysom to be the starter this year because of him taking that role last year, but. I think that Sean, Sean Payton is very vocal about how difficult and complex his offense is to master, and he's not willing to trust anybody who he can't trust. Right. And I think that Jameis coming in off of that, like, just gung-ho, throw the ball anywhere. Like, Bruce Arians is like – it was, like, noted last year. Like, Tom Brady took over that offense last year. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bruce Arians is like, just, hey, man, just throw it. Just, yeah. Hey, I'm yeah. a coach this team. I drink paint. Throw it. Right. <laughs> like – so no risk it, no biscuit. So I think people are going to be very surprised when 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 Jameis is named the starter. Yeah, because they're going to go. Well, Taysom was the starter last year. Yeah. That was out of necessity. Yeah, and trying to make trying to be the one seed. Yeah. Uh, but Jameis is the better quarterback. He's a better option. And I think Sean Payton knows that, and he's going to have an offense ready to go for Jameis Winston. Right. I I think bullet points to my whole take is. Drew Brees has been hurt off and on the past like three years. We were yes. we were fine. We went undefeated without him almost for most of those games. I think Jameis is good. I, I saw a take from some interview talking about how Jameis really humbled himself. He went from the starting quarterback in a very tough division to you know taking a back seat, yeah. sitting the bench for a couple of years. He's been a number one pick. Exactly. The way you have to humble yourself to go to a division, another division, like another team in the same division, and sit and learn under Drew Brees, that's incredible. And he's already, like, you know, dancing and in, in practice and stuff. He, yeah. he gives off a lot of uh, Teddy Bridgewater vibes. And we, exactly. we did well with him. So, um, and he's got he has, the talent, he has LASIK. Man. He's got LASIK. He's got now. LASIK. So. Him and Trey yeah. Quinn, shout out Trey. Yeah, so uh, that's my bullet points. I think I think we're gonna be fine. I really do think but. so as well, man. I think that um, uh, hopefully uh, Murray, Latavius Murray, we're gonna need a lot of a lot of junk yards out of him because we can't. We got to keep Kamara at what he is, right? Which is this really? He's more of a pass threat than he. He's more of a receiver than he is a running back. But to me, he's still one of the best running backs in the league. But his skill set is tailored to be a slot receiver. And um, hopefully we can get him going. Um, Harris, hopefully Harris doesn't get suspended. Um, yeah. Quez, I mean, I think Quez is going to have a big year. Uh, Traquan, I love Traquan, but he is what he is. We just need Mike. We need to, we need to weather the storm, yeah. be at least four and two, maybe three. And, we can do three and three. Get get back to Mike and roll. Sean Payton yeah. said it best last year. We cannot win a Super Bowl without Mike Thomas. Yeah. We are going to hold him out as long as we can 
to win a Super Bowl with Mike Thomas. We right. can't win it without him. Yeah. It's the same thing this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just current events in the NFL, too. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson is not going to be able to taunt as much uh, this season. Ah. With the <laughs> the no-fun league strikes again. Yeah, dude, man. So, John Mara. I saw your tweet. I thought it was awesome. Dude, The the and I know I at this point it's you'll be – this will probably be Friday when it comes out. All the takes have been took. You know, it, it's it's – I understand that – I am not breaking new ground here, but this guy freaking sucks, man. It's just unbelievable how he's like, oh, you know, a lot of the committee members, you know, I know I certainly don't want to hear any taunting. It's like Why? every Why? NFL fan wants to see the taunting in the game. Like the, you know, it's damn near like, WWE. Out right. There. Exactly. Like exactly. it's a show. Right. Taylor, Taylor Lewan said it best on his podcast, busting with the boys a couple weeks ago. He was talking about when he and Josh Norman got into it. And he was like, look, we all get it. It's a show. Yeah. We it's talk, entertainment. We talk all of like all of this garbage before and even after the game. And then like I'll go dap him up outside in the tunnel. Right. Like, hey, look, exactly. This was this was like that was a good fight. Yeah, yeah. But like before, like while when we're inside, we're putting on a show. There's exactly. there's a hundred thousand fans that are paying money. Like this is we're in the entertainment business. Exactly. exactly. We're generating revenue based off of entertainment. Yeah. To me, and it's like it's good that the uh, they kind of loosened up on the touchdown celebrations. I think that adds to the entertainment thing. And did it's Mike like, get uh, flagged for the cell phone against the Rams in 2017? He hit he hit uh, that cell phone and, and like Joe Horn. Yeah, did he get flagged for that? I don't think he did, but I'm not sure. I think he might have because I think it, he got you flagged can't for that. Use an object that's not like on so the dumb, so stupid. Or whatever. <laughs> But um, yeah, it just made me think about that. Sec- second of all, for this guy to be saying that when he's not a player, freaking sixty-six-year-old guy, like, he, there's no way he has like an actual like finger on the pulse of what fans want. No, you know? so he's oblivious. It just doesn't make any sense. He's One, just, he's just an old rich guy. Two, Good for him, but you know. Two, I could see them cracking down on taunting and encouraging sportsmanship. But the stuff that they were throwing flags for in week one of the preseason was absolutely ridiculous. Like, Insane. Just just getting excited for a play and they were throwing they were throwing a flag. So it's like I can understand if you put his quote in a vacuum, then I'd be like, whatever, dude. He's yelling at clouds. But they're actually like it's just like my tweet. They're actually listening to these people and flagging yeah. like excitement during a football game. Just doesn't make Which, any sense. That's why I, I've never I've always been skeptical about like and i saw this it it was a it was it was a big topic on twitter after the suns uh finals game chris paul just left left the arena or he left the court and i was always like i remember my last high school baseball game which is nothing but it just it just is something for me to relate to like i didn't want to shake hands and like it wasn't because i'm this like arrogant pos that's like no no, i was like you know what this is my last game we worked so hard for this. Like, I need to calm down for a second. Yeah. And then, like, I think Chris Paul ended up, like, going to talk to, like, the guys after and was just like, hey, like, good game. Obviously, this is the finals. But, like, right. we – like, this these guys are competing their tails off. Like, yeah. Oh, they work, you know, 14 hours a day, We can't round. judge them for stuff that happens in the moment. Right. In terms of, like, encouraging sports. Which, like, yeah. Right. If these guys weren't terrible people – or if they, if they were terrible people – they wouldn't be in the spotlight that they're in. Especially, just thinking about just this thought just popped into my head. 
when you're doing this to a during a preseason game with guys that this is probably their only shot at the NFL. This yeah. is probably the only game they will ever play in the NFL during a preseason game. This is their one shot, and they're a little excited after making a big play, and they throw a flag for that. It's just it's crazy, ridiculous. It's there's no there's no need for it. Yeah. Michael Thomas did get flagged. Uh, I just watched. Yeah. The video. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that that part. It it really does blow my mind sometimes. The flags. I mean, there's just it's it's not necessary. It doesn't it doesn't enhance the game. Yeah. Now, the one good thing is we are still in preseason. Uh, John Mara or Mara, whatever the hell his name, Mara, whatever his name is, he's just one guy. I think that uh, it was obvious that Twitter for sure was not fond of this whole change. So I think they'll probably change it back. But it, I mean, it's just crazy. That's a great way to put it. I mean, I I, I definitely agree with y'all 100 percent on the the rule change. Uh, John Mara, though, um, you know, Mara family was a huge family. Just just throwing this out there, the Mara family was one of the founding members in the, of the NFL. Well, well into Mara was a you know general manager was the owner you know Hall of Fame conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's but I mean honestly, I, I don't I don't I don't agree with what he said. I think that you know, especially in the preseason. Just let them let them have fun. Let them let them enjoy their let, let them the enjoy. Boys play. You, you, you're practicing so hard for that opportunity, and just just let them let them enjoy the moment because they may not have that moment ever again. No, I, I think I said something about it a couple of months ago, just talking about Richard Sherman and kind of his issues, and I don't I don't think I didn't articulate it the right way, but my point really was like. I'll never judge a football player on what they do, like unless you know something terrible, like right. Murder, yeah. But like, I I think that you <laughs> like, uh, like Browns the Browns uh, yeah OJ, but the yeah. Browns Steelers game when they were swinging helmets at each other and stuff. murder or rape that's about that's right. obviously baseline terrible. Yeah, obviously, yeah just, like we're right. all in agreement on that. Yeah, you yeah. know, but like <laughs> I think that the the what you have to accept like so much pain and and physically. To play this game, to even make the cut, the, like so, like, and we're gonna sit there and like get mad that they're celebrating or yeah, something, like, yeah. This game is so hard; it takes so much out of you mentally and physically, right? And yeah. it's and, and like honestly, it's it's like week by week, it, you could be taken out mentally one week and then physically the next. Like it really is like that's how crazy yeah. this game is. Yeah, you have to be a borderline psycho to play this game, right? So and, I don't understand why we're so mad that they're just expressing emotion, right? I don't think we're, we're not mad. Obviously, it's this no, we're John the, Mara guy. But what sucks is we're like kind of in the, our, we're not in the minority, but we're in the silent majority. About yeah, it. yeah. The loud minority is killing the game. Right. Right. Now. Exactly. And like you said, if this guy's family started the NFL, I'm calling him the old man yelling at clouds. Who am I? I'm just some guy talking into a microphone. Yeah. What do I know? <laughs> but I'm just saying. That this has got to change. No, just, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it has uh, to though. Yeah, his his dad, his uh, great great grandfather and dad, uh, started the New York Giants organization. Um, you know, he's inherit. I'm I'm not gonna say inherit. Yeah, you know, he he gets it. And I mean, as an owner, maybe for maybe for as an owner's perspective, they're thinking, oh, you know what? Because they're they're so involved in the game and they just want to win. They don't care how you do. They just want to win. Well, and not good at win. No, no, not, no, no, not good. 
Yeah. They lucked in. Did I mean, they they Eli, lucked into two. Yeah, yeah. They lucked into they two. They had right? very good defenses. We talked about this last week because Peyton, they is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? It's like that defense that he was playing with. Well, if he Hall is, then famer, Brad Johnson's so. a Hall of Famer, right? Right. Yeah. No, yeah. that's Eli put up numbers, man, but he's not. Yeah. He's not the quarterback that any of these top guys are. Right. It's just the to me too, and I think this is getting so much reaction. It's the way Mr. John said it was with like. You know, I think a lot of people don't want to see the – are sick and tired of the talking. I, I know I'm surely not, you know – I don't, can't remember the exact quote. Just the way he said it is goofy. But anyway, I know once again I'm not breaking new ground with this take. Yeah, so. no. We're all in agreement though. Yeah. So, all righty. Anything else? Do you want to talk about Jamal Adams? Do you want to save that for – so Jamal Adams got paid twenty million dollars for his signing bonus. Tough day, um, tough day to be Mickey Loomis worrying about Marcus Williams. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Setting the um, safety market, huh? He his contract basically got extended up until twenty twenty five, and um, seventy big like, ones, right? Yeah, yeah, seventy million. Um, yeah, I mean, seventy million with thirty eight. Million guaranteed, I think. Cheese, man. Four years. That's cheese right there, dude. Yeah. So That's cheese. NFL SU. Um, yeah. NFL, NFL SU is looking fantastic right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Boys. Yeah. Everything about NFL SU is like – I think I, my personal – I think I said this earlier. I think Devin White is the best linebacker in the NFL. Yeah, there's not – I mean, there's not many others that just come to mind, and that's, you know – Demario Davis they, they is close, played, but he's right. not he's not the caliber. I love DD, yeah. man. I think Davis is one of the best players in New Orleans Saints history. Another honestly, good, but another good deep back is also played in the Super Bowl is the Honey Badger. He's still around, you know. Yeah. So it's like it's like when you start comparing defensive players in general, LSU LSU and Alabama are <laughs> all over the NFL. So. And one thing we don't have in common is championships. We yeah. have the NFL players. We have the players. But so that's coaching, right? Right, coaching. It's all coaching. Wow. Um, the the, uh, the 2019 LSU-Alabama uh, game, just think about the, the guys that are in the NFL The guys now. that are in the NFL now. That's just that's, – that's, It's – dude, it's – The guys that are still – yeah, still playing in college that will be in the NFL from that game too. Yeah. I mean, Stingley, Zach Von Rosenberg still hasn't – How I mean, many starters He's going to make a team eventually, like, but – like Waddle's gonna start, Devontae Smith is gonna start. Yeah. Uh, Judy was no Judy wasn't on the team. Um, no, no Judy. Judy was there. In, Judy was there in twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he had a big year in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. Oh, that's right, that's right. So Devontae, Chesson. Well, he might not be starting, but Chesson he played a lot last year. Delpit. Um, um well, Delpit was injured for a lot last year, wasn't he? Delpit missed the entire entirety of last year. Jacob Phillips. Jacob Phillips. You said it was a. Jacob uh, Phillips is in the contention. He's he's the backup, middle linebacker, but he's contention to start this year. Patrick Christian Queen. Fulton just got named the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. Jeez. I was wrong about Chase Young. I was, but I was so mad about how much press he was getting instead of like, it was like Ohio State should be better, or like ranked higher. Like, do you see what LSU's doing? Yeah. Like they were like anytime Gus Johnson was on the call and Joel Klatt, like the mighty Chase Young, and like. There's a guy. He's wearing number nine for LSU. He's like yeah. way better. Yeah. And then so I was like, I was, I picked, I was salty, and so I was wrong about Chase Young, and I think I'm gonna be wrong about Justin Fields. I think 
I think I'm gonna be wrong about Justin Fields. I think he's gonna be good. I think I think Fields and I didn't love him out of college. I did not think he was gonna be a good a good player. Did you see what's his nuts is what what who uh, Andy Dalton? Yeah, his, his, his quote today. It's my time. Yeah, I love yeah. It, he was like, Justin, it's not really Justin his is time. gonna have a great career. And then somebody quote or d- responded with uh, like Josh Rosen, I think. He was like, this is my time. Yeah. So it was like 2017. He said, everybody's going to regret not picking me. Right, yeah. Yeah. Bro. But anyway, yeah. So. Yeah. But, yeah, interesting uh, outlook for sure. Like you said, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing some of these guys play for sure. Justin yeah. Fields. I'm just ready for football, man. I'm ready to right. see crowds. I'm ready to see yeah. just somebody hit somebody. I'm just, I'm just excited to get back in Tiger Stadium week one, Oof. full crowd. Band yeah. talk, the band is actually on the field. You get to, you know, hopefully after the national anthem do a flyover, get the crowd hyped and stuff. Get the I'm boys going. Kick off full you know, I'm just I'm I may I may be tearing up a little bit, man. Yeah. Oh man, I'm just eating eating stale popcorn, drinking a warm beer. I'm ready to go. Yeah. It's weird the last time McNeese played LSU in Tiger Got Stadium. Out. We were it, it, yeah, we were freshmen in college and now we're like six years removed at this point, so it's I was talking crazy. to a buddy this past weekend who was the punter for McNeese during that game, and he said, um, "You know, he, he's, he's you know who's, who's that? Uh, John Bro, okay. John Bro. He uh, he was talking to me about how just and he's like a lot of these guys are very prideful about and that, like not to a I'm just kind of prefacing like very McNeese like pro McNeese like you know." Screw LSU, screw you, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, he's like, bro, I can't even lie. Like, getting out of there and seeing yeah. that stadium. And, it, and it's for McNeese. Like, I right. know. We're, like, they're getting hyped for no reason. Like, it's yeah. McNeese. He yeah. said, that's, like, one of the coolest things of my life. Oh, yeah. Like, I got goosebumps. I'm, like, going to punt. And I'm just like, I don't even know what's going on right it, now. It's very – it reminds me of when our, – so, our junior and senior year, we – Ended our season at Tiger Stadium. Well, not at Tiger Stadium, but against uh, Lutcher in in the shadow of Tiger Stadium against U-Haw. Oh, U-Haw, that's right. Yeah, so that was we got to we warmed up in their practice facility with like all the banners and stuff everywhere. You could see my last football game I ever played was in the shadow of the Cathedral of College Football. The cathedral and so a pantheon of concrete and steel. A pantheon of concrete and steel. So, uh, so yeah, I love it. I can't wait. Yeah, I'd rather uh, get my. I'd rather get our ass kicked. At, I'd rather get our. I'd rather get our. I'd rather St. Louis. get our ass kicked at U High than go play John Curtis in New Orleans and get our ass kicked by them or Evangel or whoever. Yeah. I was just about to say, like McNeese, we were also getting our teeth kicked in by another <laughs> team. So, but anyway, it's still going to be fun. We're still going to watch. I cannot wait. We are counting down the 18 days before we see the 18 Tigers. days on the 18th. The Bayou Bengals take the field. So, anything else, Robbie? That's it. All I got is Google Dog. Yeah, man. We surely appreciate you joining us for your insight. Great discussion, as always. I mean, this thing Loved is like it. an hour and 30 minutes. So um, We always bring the juice. Yeah, man. It's it's great. Great to have you no on. No days off, Matthew. No days off. So, um, yeah. Appreciate you having me. Thanks for coming Glad on. Glad to be here. And. And that is our show, everyone. Thank you all for listening once again. We appreciate each and every single one of you guys. Um, obviously, thanks for Robbie. 
Um, thanks to Robbie for coming on. Um, we uh, had a great, you know, it was fun, as always, discussing with him. Um, and hopefully uh, you guys have a little bit more insight going into the season. So, um, yeah, we appreciate each and every single one of you guys. I know we missed, still haven't talked about Hard Knocks. That's because I still haven't watched it. I don't think Matthew has watched it either. So uh, we're going to try to catch up on that. Doesn't seem like it's the most riveting uh, television anyway, but uh, maybe we'll do a season recap or something like that. The best is still like the Browns and the Raiders. Those were um, some great seasons. <laughs> so, um, But anyway, yeah, we appreciate all you guys, and we surely hope you enjoyed, and we will see you next time.